0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today?
1: We are both drinking Blue Toad Hard Cider.
0: Yes, this was a purchase that we made. Uh, we joked that we would be drinking uh, all that alcohol that we got from Virginia at the beginning of September. We said it was said not we, a joke. We said we'd be drinking it for months. It is now the beginning of November, and uh, we are still drinking it. So that's we got this on our summer vacation. Oh, it's so good.
1: Uh, so I'm drinking the Blue Ridge Blonde. From blue-toed hard cider this was our last stop uh, on our trip but I I just love the logo and was really really excited to, to try this place um, this is really good it's really light it tastes almost sort of weedy <laughs> it's it's different the the blonde is different from like the other ciders I yeah I think definitely um but we were we were just remarking these are like the clearest ciders
0: yeah there is I mean, I have, uh, well, I'll go through mine. I have the the hop and Toad, which is, uh, so it's, it's a hard cider that just has a, a tinge of hops.
1: It's actually one of my favorite ones that we had when we were there. It's
0: really good. Uh, I love it quite a bit. But the color of both of these is like, it is like closer to the color of like a champagne than it is any, yeah. sort of, any sort of like hard cider you usually see. It is close to clear. Uh, and just says that this, this one has just a little bit of a yellowish tint. Yours, I think, might be actually a little bit darker. A, a
1: little bit, yeah. Uh,
0: but they're completely translucent. It does look uh, more
1: like a sparkling wine.
0: Yeah, it looks like it, a sparkling it wine. It is
1: not that sort of golden, almost like beer, Light beer color right. that you would get with any of the sort of commercially produced right. ciders like Woodchuck or, or things that you would yeah. find out and about. Even a Bold Rock,
0: more. another uh, micro cidery from I guess they're not really that micro anymore, but they're uh, a hard cidery that's out a- around the corner right. from Blue Toad in uh, in Nelson County, Virginia. It has uh, the only one that reminds me of this color of that was the one that was Champagne yep. and Prosecco. Uh, that were you know that you had uh, many weeks ago but these are just super super good it is a place that's this is a really small batch place yes. they only opened on weekends in the summer even uh, when we were down there they only opened on Friday Saturday Sunday we were down there all week
1: I didn't realize that was just summer hours I thought that was year round hours. maybe
0: it's year round that's even crazier um, so it's uh, it's a really small yeah place makes really Beautiful. interesting. Uh, oh, it's, really, yeah, it's like a the, really, really it, beautiful spot.
1: It, I, I feel like I, after being at like Devil's Backbone and Boulder Rock and some of like the bigger places that like had these great views and these great setups, I wasn't really sure what to expect here. And it just, they had a beautiful piece of land, a beautiful view. Um and just along the river. Yeah. Really great. Really like this was one of the most different things we drank when we were down there. They just have a... They make a lot of sort of funky ciders and seem to take a very different approach, and I love it. I'm super... I think this is the last of it that's in the fridge. Yes, it is. So, sad to be done with it. But they will You say they're like such a small operation, but they do ship.
0: They do ship. that's right. So, like, Not we, really we could, could anywhere, get anywhere, more, like, which is shit. nice. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the cans are super cool. The logo is... Uh, it's called Blue Toad Hard Cider, and there is a Blue Toad. Uh, this one... The the hop and toad is just on a pretty standard uh, a sticker that um, they you know you write it in at right. the bottom. Right, this is a more, more like established, the, yeah, established one. Yeah, uh, you have the established one. I thought that I saw yesterday around the tricky one that it had uh, hair yeah. on the on the toad. Maybe maybe not this one. Uh, the, the, it was the blonde, and it had the, huh? the blonde hair on it. Maybe that was the orange. I'm not sure. Huh? But the the logos do different are, are are do differentiate on a few of them. Really pretty. Got the mountains in the background on the label. It's just a really nice. I'm
1: reading. Uh, I'm reading my can. It says clean tasting. Yeah, and that's, that's a way that I would like describe all their ciders. They yeah. just taste very like clean and pure really and crisp. crisp
0: yeah, uh, and just this, this, I like this one. Just got. It's a really. It hints at being like beer, but it is true to the cider.
1: Absolutely. Honestly, the fact that I like because I I really liked the hopped wine that we got. Yep. I liked. The Bold Rock IPA, and I love this hopped cider. So maybe it's not the hops that I hate Mm. in IPAs. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that they are brewed with pine
0: trees. (laughs) We will agree to disagree on that. Uh, So this is uh, episode two of our uh, two-part review of the uh, Virtual Marine Corps Marathon, because you ran it yesterday. I sure did. Congratulations. Thank you. Why don't, you, why don't you start from the beginning? Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how your race went and everything like that?
1: So my plan was to actually run it today. We were recording this on Sunday. Um, but on Friday, we looked at the weather, and today it rained a oh, lot man. of the day. Like, I would have been running in the pouring rain, which did not seem like you had the most nope. fun doing it. Uh, and the weather yesterday was, like, 40s, a little overcast. It was the perfect marathon day um so I decided to run it on Saturday uh got like a leisurely start which was nice really enjoyed not having to wake up at 5 a.m to make a race start line yeah uh and just literally walked out the door and started my watch and and got going um did not feel great Really did not feel great yeah, so, at any point so,
0: yeah, t- yeah you, you, you talked because I got some text from you, uh, you while you were starting your run uh, what was your strategy starting off how did it go strategy
1: yeah I just wanted to run yeah. I I didn't have like a real strategy well, you were, you were like run walking you were right I like, rose right. I was, was run walking so I was running five minutes walking a minute uh, and I just really wanted to like go out slow and no matter, I mean, my first mile was like a 1210 mile and my heart rate was like still in the 160s upon
0: What do you usually try to keep it up?
1: I, I try to keep it in the 150s Got that it. you know from my orange theory time that would be in the green zone and I knew That I didn't want to do a full marathon in the orange zone. Yes. Yes So was hoping to keep it in the 150s but it was just high And so I'm like, well, should I slow down more? Like, I'm kind of worried about it being this high this soon. But further on in the run, it would like lose my heart rate for a while. And then like, it would be 168 and then 143 and just like swing super rapidly. And I know what like a 170 heart rate effort feels like. And it didn't feel like that. So uh, reflecting on it at the like end of the race, I think my monitor and my Apple Watch was like a little off, but it definitely like caused me a little concern early on that my heart rate was so high so early. Um, but I managed to plan like a pretty hilly beginning, so the first six miles and th- a lot of my long runs recently, I have got back gotten back from them and I'm like, oh, I felt great, like. Running was easy and I was just sort of trucking along. I never had that feeling, of course, right? Like my 18 mile run goes great, but the marathon itself is like kind of, I don't know, I was gonna say a train wreck, but like it wasn't a train wreck, it was fine. Um, Really in one of the like Instagram stories where I checked in, I was like, I'm doing okay-ish. And I feel like that's like a good summary. I'm
0: having an okay time. Yeah, I'm having
1: an okay time. Like nothing hurt. And I wasn't like unhappy, but I never felt good. I was just like, meh, like I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm moving forward. I'm like miles are going by. I'm I'm moving, but I've had runs recently where I've been like, wow, I'm already at mile eight. Was not the case. Yes, in my race. Um, so I I started off going through Georgetown and up Rock Creek. And so turn around and I'm coming down Rock Creek. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going downhill. I'm feeling a little better. Um, and went sort of around the mall and, and around to Haynes Point, Point. And about this time, uh, two of my friends popped out from behind a tree. And the, the state of mind you're in in a mm-hmm. marathon, I was like, oh, wow. Like, people must just be out cheering for, like, random strangers running the marathon. And then I'm like, wait, no, I know them. Like, it was – I was clearly, like, not – in my right mind um so from miles like eight to like 16 i actually felt pretty good i was i was cruising and this is a very flat part of the course that i i plotted out and you know i'm running haynes point i'm running all along the mall like feeling good uh i see you at mile 18 was somewhat unhappy at this point.
0: You weren't, I was a little sore. You weren't in my your- My calves. Yeah, you weren't in your happiest yeah. state of mind possible. At
1: that my, point. Uh, literally anything could've been bothering me and I would not have been surprised as I was that my calves were. Like every long run I've done, no, no tightness, no cramping, like no problems. I've been like really sore in my quads and I've had, you know, my inside of me, issues but mile like 12 my calves are like mm, we're we're not happy yeah. we, we are not having a fun time and it was like the outside of my calves it was a weird spot so like i took some time to stretch but i'm still at, at the halfway point i switched over to music
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've been listening to podcasts before that and so there were like definitely a few miles of like letting the music carry me and like feeling some adrenaline i like I don't think I realized in my first marathon how much I relied on the adrenaline the last six miles, because without any of that, it was like a real slog. So I get, I go over the bridge into Virginia, and I was going to, much like the real route, go kind of through Crystal City, around and over to Iwo Jima and Rosalind to finish. And I get over the bridge and... My AirPods die, Mm -hmm. so I have no headphones. This is
0: where the wheels started to come off.
1: This, and this was like mile 21. Yes. And I told you, like, up until mile 21, I was like, feel sort of meh, but like, feel okay. No huge complaints. And I hit, compared to my first marathon, I feel like I hit my low point much earlier in the race. Like, the fact that I got to 21 before I, like, hit my real low point, I was like, this is a good thing. Hmm. But my low in this race was so much lower.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, not, and none of it really was your fault in this case. Right,
1: right. And it was not, I, I, sure, like, my legs were in pain at the end, but it was not, like, a physical low. It was, like, everything is falling apart right now. And, like, mentally, I am going off the deep end so
0: it started with your airpods dying So my
1: airpods die and i brought the charging case yep and so i'm like okay i'm gonna charge them for a little bit be good to go so i get over the bridge and they've been charging for like 15 minutes and they usually charge pretty quickly so i'm like let me take them out and they won't reconnect to my phone my airpods are very finicky
0: yeah they're they're picky
1: so they won't reconnect to my phone And as I'm trying to reconnect them to my phone, my phone battery is just like draining by like three percentage points at a time. Yes. And I'm like, cool. So I have five miles left to run and I'm just going to have no phone. Like this is bad. Like if I get myself into a bad situation, little did I know, right? right? Like it was so I text Kyle and I'm like, I'm going into airplane mode because my phone's going to die and I want to preserve it in case I need something. So I did three-ish miles with, like, no music, no phone, just running. Right. And it went fu- it fine. Went. Right? Like, I'm, I'm still moving forward. Like, it's okay. And then I had planned by the Pentagon Memorial, there is a, like, ramp up to this running trail that will take you, like, over to 110 to get, you know, over to Roslyn, which is how the race route goes. I'm like, this will be great. So I get to the pentagon memorial and there is a huge gate fence and it's closed so i call you with and i'm like i have two percent battery left and i am stuck right and so you helpfully say well here's this other route and i look at it and i'm like i'm gonna run 20 you basically
0: have to go like back around to the other side of the pentagon which is not a small building right you have to go around the other side and then back down by the river And back up. It would have been about four miles and you had about two and three quarters to go or something to that effect. So
1: it is not, but not only would the like my marathon would suddenly become an ultra, but I have no clue where I'm going. Like I studied my route. I have no clue where I'm going and my phone has 2% left. So there's no way for me to follow this map you sent me. So you come and get me.
0: There was, (laughs) there was a, a moment where I like, I was, I told you afterward that I, i like kind of waited for a second to be like she this is her race she needs to make the decision about what she wants to do and what we're going to do here could not and then i realized that that you were not in the mental state to truly make a decision at that point and to make it like a dispassionate like okay well this is what i'm going to do so i just said i'm coming and i just (laughs) drove over uh to pick you up in the pentagon parking lot and uh It was an emotional experience. Yeah,
1: I get in the car and I am hysterical. Yes. Because I have been running and cold for hours and it it was just, I got in that car and was like, I'm never leaving this car. Like, this is terrible. So I charge my phone a little bit, you get my headphones reconnected and you drive me over to a spot where I can like pick up with this path.
0: Right, we were going to go, uh, we didn't... We had no real idea of what we were gonna do when I picked right. you up, so we sat. We sat in the parking lot, figured out a place to drop 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 you off, and we started driving to that place, which would be back down by the river. So you would have had like a good probably mile like gap in your route, essentially, like right. But right. Instead, as we start driving,
1: I'm like, "Oh, the path's right there on the, the side sea, of the road." The,
0: yeah. Somehow, with the road, we could get around this obstacle, whatever was going on there, and uh, so on the side of this busy highway, I pull over.
1: It's not like an interstate. It's not an
0: interstate. It's, but it,
1: it's not somewhere it's a, that we like, a, really a, should have been pulled four lane,
0: over. It's a four-lane, 50-mile-an-hour so, type of place. So
1: I'm like, hey, like, what if I just jump out right here? And you're like, if you're going to do it, you got to like get out of the car. Like, There's oh no God. sitting. So I am like, okay, like, I'm going to do it. I jump out of the car, and it's immediately I am like, I am cold again, and I hate... Like, Why have I done this? I could have sat in that car, Yep. and it was... I just like crumple. I'm just like I have made a terrible decision. I watched
0: the life go out of your eyes when it I did when so I did it. I thought like you had just got done sobbing uh-huh. in the car. And like there were you had you were at that point like what 23.8, 23.6, something like that. Like, yeah,
1: no, I'm real close. And
0: I, so I was I was willing to be supportive and a shoulder to cry on, but I was not going to let you quit.
1: I think I said, I don't want to finish, like, I am done, and you were like, you're not going to come this far. No
0: one runs 23 miles. People run 20 miles, people run 26.2 miles, you don't just go for a 23 and change mile run. So, uh, I was not, we were going to find a way. Which,
1: Which I appreciate in retrospect.
0: That's that's what I was I was hoping for retrospect. I thought you might hate me at the moment, but I was going for retrospect.
1: I was so cold, guys, just standing on the side of the road as he drove away, and I'm like,
0: because I had the I had the heat jacked uh, up in the car too. Because I'm like, well, like
1: he's not going to come back. Like there is one way to end this, and it is to just put one foot in front of the other.
0: I I almost, I I I, she got out of the car. I looked in the rearview mirror, and I saw her face just fall and i was like she's gonna start crying again but i was in such a place that like i put we continually put ourselves in these positions where like there is no turning back yeah like the shoulder that i was on had shrunk by half from right. what it was and the highway was tapering and like there are cars coming by and i could not just stay where nope. i was so i was like there was nothing i'm else going yeah i'm going and she's gonna she's gonna make it there one way or another yeah it did
1: so i obviously was a little bit short Since a a small chunk of my root had been cut out. Um, So I did like a couple dipsy doodles. And then I get to Iwo Jima. And you and my two friends are there cheering while I make laps around (sighs) the memorial.
0: Three three, three laps. (laughs) Three laps.
1: Yeah. And then I finished and I cried a lot.
0: A lot. It was... I was was, so
1: happy to be done. It was an
0: emotional, I keep saying emotional experience. It really was. Like you were, I was very proud of you and you were, I think part of you was happy, but most of you was just like angry and ready to be done.
1: I was ready to be done. I mean, I, especially like, when are you more, like for me, I feel like. Like when you were running yours, you got to like, you know, a certain point and you're like, okay, I'm going to finish. And like, I sort of felt that way when you dropped me off, even though I was having a crisis, um, like I was like, okay, like I can cover this. Like, it's not going to be fun, but I can cover this distance. But miles like 20 through 24 are like just really, really hard mentally. Cause like you still got to wait, like a 10 K is not an insignificant distance when you run 20 miles. So you still have a ways to go and... To do that with no music and just be, like, so in your head. I'm like, my phone's going to die and I'm just going to be, like, screwed out here. So it was like, I was, like, going through the emotional rigor. It was a really tough race.
0: So when you get to that point when you're, you don't have music anymore, you don't have AirPods, you're worried your phone's going to die, uh, what are you telling yourself in your head? Are you trying to give yourself a pep talk or are you just going, are you do spiraling?
1: Uh what was going on in my head? i I was trying to like sing songs to try to like
0: keep keep my spirits
1: up, yeah. um, so just like singing songs in my head and like, you know there there were there were some like dark spiraling thoughts. It wasn't even a pep talk so much as like also the part of the race where i'm on you're on a path that's like not really near a road like if i had needed you to come get me at that point it wasn't really an option like there's nowhere to drive um so it like i and i'm like i I feel kind of proud of this but like it wasn't even like a pep talk it was just like the only way through this is through like but it, it wasn't even like a conscious thought like i I never stopped moving. Right. Right. Like, even when I was walking, it's like I I read this book with this, you know, Ultra Runner. And uh, and like in the Ultra Running community, it's like Relentless Forward Progress is like their motto. And it really felt like that. It was like, everything sucks. I hate this. Like, why am I doing this? This is terrible. But like, I never stopped moving. Like, even though my conscious brain was like, this is terrible and you're an idiot, like my body was like, nope, we're just, we're just going to keep trucking. which is kind of an interesting experience. And that's the point in like the real marathon where like there are tons of people out cheering in crystal city and, you know, people with orange slices and fire hoses, if it's hot. And there's like a festival in crystal city around this. So you have a big pickup,
0: right? It's after, after a long period, that's the opposite because in the bridge, the bridge is like, if it's, I think it's only like actually a mile but mm-hmm. it feels like two miles three miles like there you go through a period of very few crowds and then no people right and then you come out into crystal city and it's like coming into you know like a, a football stadium at right. halftime or something like that like it's, cra- it's There's like music crazy music and yeah, yeah it's a much different experience
1: so i feel like that Plus, like, my old running group has a cheer station there, so I saw people I knew, and I feel like that sort of carried me, but to hit that point in a marathon, and it was also with my phone dying, I just was like, I need to be really self-reliant right now, right? Like, there aren't that many people out. It's not like you can, like, ask someone to borrow a phone. Like, you, you truly just need to get yourself, granted, you did come and get me, but that was, had that... You got ramp, yourself, yeah, you like got had that to ramp not been closed, I would have just gotten myself yes. to the finish, but it was very much like, okay, like there's really no calling in for backup. Like you just need to keep trucking.
0: Right. Now, obviously this is not, that's not an experience you would have during a typical marathon.
1: I Yesterday I had a lot of mixed feelings about it, but today I'm just like, you know, I wanted to do a virtual marathon. Cause like 2020, it was the most 2020 race, right? Yep. Like. I had a plan and it just went totally to crap. Right. There was there was no plan and we just had to like put it together the best way we knew
0: how. Right. Absolutely. And like, so I've always found the toughest parts of a marathon for me are when you either stop or you walk and then you start going again. Uh, in In various other ones I've done, it's, you know, when you... You, yeah. you're walking on the course and you're like i gotta get going again and you and the you know the virtual marathon stopped the bathroom break stopped to see you right and then you have to get going again you had a race with a with quite a few stops because you talked you like you said we had our uh, our friends had greeted you you stopped they were by so me sweet.
1: they were like no keep going i was like you guys are here i want to like right. say hi
0: right uh and obviously like you said the miles of seeing them were your fastest miles yes. clearly that gave you a huge boost and it's su- it it was super appreciated but Uh, You have these stops at like 10, 14, 18, 23. How did that make it so much? Like how hard was it to get going after those uh, again when there is no crowd and you're facing this adversity of like the entertainment that you rely on during a long run is fading away.
1: Yeah, the, the first two were fine, honestly, when I like stopped to chat with my friends super briefly and then like Kept on going. Um, Standing in front of our apartment building talking to you and not going inside was not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, the stop... Because I... You came to get me super, super quickly. But I'm, like, standing there in the cold for probably, like, seven, eight minutes by the time I, like, talked to you and you came to get me. And then I'm sitting down. I have never sat in the middle of a marathon. Right. So I'm sitting down in the car, which I think was part of the reason I was, like, so... In so much despair when you drove away, as soon as I stood up, I was like, this is going to be yes. miserable. Yes. So starting to move then was, tough. was definitely one of the low points.
0: So tell me, how, how did you feel when you finished? I I know there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of tears. Uh, but like...
1: Everything hurt.
0: You <laughs> uh, You had... A much different diposi- deposition, deposition, disposition. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. A much different, different disposition than I did when I finished last week. Yeah. But I, I, I got done, and I was like, "Ah, ran a good race." You got done, and we're like, "Never doing that again."
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, much, I much like you did
0: after your first marathon.
1: <laughs> well, that's... I like <laughs> posted today something that was like, you know, at this finish line I said never again, but I said the same thing at the finish line in 2017, and here we are. Yep. Um, And my mom was like, well, you have to do the 50th and I was like, absolutely not. And then I'm like, well, like five years, maybe, um, I don't know. I mean at the time Just being sort of in my head like I so appreciated that you and my friends were at the finish But like I felt a lot of pressure to get there. I felt like I was going really slow and like covering the distance is an accomplishment in itself But I just felt like I was like failing every step of the way. Like I finished, and I was like, "Why should I be proud of that effort?" I did not feel super happy.
0: Do you feel better about it in uh, twenty-four hours removed?
1: I do. I mean, I I definitely feel better about it. I I also did not go into this like trained as well as I should have. Right? We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um. So, I mean, I, like, just did this thing that I, like, wasn't really prepared to do and, like, it took forever and, like, took up a lot of, like, your day and...
0: I did not. I spent most of my day working and, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was fine.
1: I just did not... I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff derailed me, right? Like, I didn't feel like I put forth an effort that i could be proud of but in retrospect like given how little i had trained and the conditions and the fact that like you know i did have to stop at stoplights and like my route was blocked like these are not things that i would encounter on the race day and the fact that i got to the finish line at all is like kind of a miracle given all of this but it's just I don't know. I, like, really am struggling, I feel like, with my relationship with running. And it was, like, it was such a roller coaster during the race. I was, like, I, like, this isn't about the medal. Like, I run to run, right? But I'm, like, I've run this fast. I've run this far before. And I'm not really setting any speed records here. So, like, what is the point of doing this if I'm not going to go farther or faster than I have in the past? Which, like, I'm a really competitive person, Um which is part of the reason that I, like, loved running. When I, like, first started, I would run a 5K, like, every weekend and, like, have, like, a two-minute PR every weekend. Because when you start, you, like, make huge leaps. Huge gains,
0: yeah.
1: Um, And I'm, like – you can hear I'm, like, starting to cry. I'm, like, still just really emotional about this whole experience. Um, But, like, this morning, Shalene Flanagan posted on Instagram and I was laying in bed crying about this, about her New York City Marathon win. And she was, like – you know, there was there was so much heartbreak on the way here, but this made it worth it. And like, I feel that way about my half marathon PR. Like I tried to do that a lot of times and failed and failed. And when I finally did it, I was like, if this came easy, it wouldn't be worth it. But I have like yet to have that experience the marathon. Like I train and it hurts and it sucks. And then I do the race and it hurts and it sucks. And like, the good thing about it is that I can, like, tell people I did a marathon and feel superior, right? Like, that's terrible.
0: That's not why you do
1: <laughs> it. It's not, but...
0: This was 100% about the medal. It was. That was why and he signed up. And, that's why and he it's the, a super it's cool medal. It's a super medal. cool medal.
1: I just have found not a ton rewarding about the marathon distance for
0: I, me. Sure. And I think everyone has their own preference. I think that it's worth pointing out to our listeners that as you talk about... Uh, you weren't. You say you weren't setting any speed records or going any further or whatever. You did set uh, your personal PR well, right now, and obviously this is this is a virtual race and for running virtual race for running time. But like this is different than you know like I, I'm. If I was to run a sub four hour marathon last week, I wouldn't have counted that as my like personal PR. Right. It's not, not quite the same. But you did run faster than you did the previous time uh, in 2017, and like you did train for seven and a half weeks no, i think is, we did de- i think we determined is, this yes we is are.
1: true and then i think about that and i'm like yeah like i'm a badass i can do hard things and like running is great because i like push myself and i accomplish stuff but right now i am like still just swinging wildly between these two extremes like there were moments yesterday that i was like the, like, there's no crowd, there's no glory in what I'm doing right now. I am out here shuffling because I am grateful to have a body that can do so. And I want to, like, prove that I can do hard things and, like, overcome this, like, part of my mind that's, like, lay down in that patch of grass <laughs> on the corner of the highway, which feels great i just feel like i'm still on either end of the extreme yeah i think i don't know you were getting choked up at the end of yours but it was a very emotional experience for me both like goods and bad you went through a lot
0: of soul searching during that
1: yeah and i like i still feel i don't feel like i came out i thought i was gonna finish and be like really happy but I finished and was just kind of like, I have so many feelings. I, I don't know which of these feelings I can like latch onto because I the, have so many. Which is many. the right one? Yeah. Right. But it's a weird experience. It, it is.
0: It is a weird experience, and like this. I is, hope
1: other runners can listen to this and like appreciate it. They've been here and don't think I'm crazy.
0: I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, this is. I mean, let's just recap a little bit about how we got to this race. Mm-hmm. Um we knew uh previously uh back in i think back in the spring when uh the marine corps marathon announced they what the medal was going to be like they announced that there would be the black sand from iwo jima in the medal uh and i think at that point the, the world was falling apart so uh, I, you know, it was kind of like oh this, this is cool and uh and then like it wasn't but i, I, I was more focused on my half marathon being canceled your marathon being canceled all our spring races being canceled whether there would be a fall racing season right uh and so at the end of the summer after we finished our dog days of summer uh streak in august we were both and i i finished tennessee the, the, the virtual mm-hmm. challenge across tennessee we were both looking for something to come next and uh I, I don't know if it was when the picture of the medal was released
1: they did like a news story about, about the medal, so you could it. see it You could see it in like a video and i was like oh that's cool and so
0: that's when we both decided like oh well let's do this and so but that was in that was in early september you ran your marathon on halloween Mm -hmm. uh how long did you train for the previous two marathons that you ended up not running
1: i think so my first marathon i think i trained for 16 weeks mm-hmm. the marathon and outer banks we were supposed to do i i had done, i had picked a 20 week training plan right. to you like about halfway through. ramp up more slowly made it yeah i got to the i got to the 13 mile run and then this past one i was saying that in this entire build up I ran, like, what, 150? Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's 160 miles. Something like
1: yeah, that. so, like, maybe maybe 170. Yeah. Something like that. My, it keeps
0: going up by 10, up by 10. I
1: I, th- I thought it was... It's, it's either it's, it's 150 or 150, 175. Between, uh,
0: between 150 and 175.
1: Was yeah. Um, my, the marathon I was supposed to do in April, it got canceled a month. Mm, like, six weeks before the marathon was when I stopped training and it got canceled. Right. And up until that point, I had run 250 miles. Right. So... I mean i was wildly unprepared
0: so the fact that you were able to even like that's what we've we've talked about this many times i was running 40 45 mile a week's had coming in with a pretty high base you barely ran at all in july and ran 80 some odd miles in august and so ramp ramping up super fast it's like a yeah. really impressive yeah athletic achievement so like I think you are being really hard on yourself well, I, always am. Your, I know but you're it's even more unreasonable honestly
1: this, this, this like is super fitting because when we saw the video of the medal you signed up yep. and i walked into the bedroom and i <sighs> said kyle do you think i can run a marathon in eight weeks and you said i'm not even sure i can run a marathon in eight weeks like no you shouldn't do this and i was like well i'm gonna register and like I started running in track in high school because the guy I was dating was on the track team and I was like, oh, I'll join too to hang out with him. And a bunch of people were like, you can't run track. And you know what? Finished dead last in every meet, but ran it four years, right? Like if someone tells me I can't do something, even if it's not something I want to do, like best believe I'm doing it. And I love that about my personality. So this is very emblematic. Yeah. The more I, the more I talk about it and the more I think about it, the more positive I feel yeah. about the race, but it was like emotionally and physically like really really taxing yesterday, and I was like is this worth it? Like really.
0: Yeah. So after I got done with mine, when we were driving back, we had a conversation. And um, you were telling me that I, you're like, you're moving better after this marathon than I've ever seen you move after a marathon. You know, like, you've seen me at the end of yeah. three now. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, the, the fourth, like, neither of us were really moving great, but we were we did that one together. So you're like, out of the three I've seen you, you're moving better on this one than any. And you, Maybe a short training cycle <laughs> is the key here. You're like, I feel great. I had a great run yesterday i'm doing really like i feel very healthy which is a very uh, this is the fourth marathon you've trained for as well and the second one you actually did because the other two either ended in injury and you were kind of hurt you were i don't know you were you were injured for outer banks and yeah. then i think you i can't remember if it in the spring if you felt really good or if no you had I, some... I was
1: okay in the spring but my right. first marine corps i had a
0: that's right. It's I had important. like a
1: standing date with the physical therapist. Yeah. Everything hurt. Like the fact that I even made it to the start line injury free yeah. is like literally the first time in a marathon that I have gone in and like been good about foam rolling, doing yoga. Right. I credit a lot of that to doing more yoga, but like that in itself is uncommon for me. Yes.
0: So we had a conversation about maybe short training plans are the key. What do you think about how your short training plan got you ready for this marathon?
1: I mean, it's possible, right? <laughs> like
0: it's,
1: it's possible. Um I yesterday my calves really hurt. I I was moving terribly yesterday and every, every step I was like wailing. Like I was in a lot of pain. Um today I've been like up and about you're a doing, lot yeah, and like today feeling totally fine which i that's how i typically am at races like right after i'm very sore but the next day i'm usually like a lot better um so i feel a lot better the thing that's really bothering me is like my lower back yeah and like last night i was complaining about sort of like the muscles in between my ribs Mm -hmm. like i feel like a lot of my like smaller stabilizing muscles are not in great shape, and the fact that my lower back is bothering me, like I think my back just took a lot of impact on mm-hmm. the run, which is something that it probably would have like gotten used to if I had like ramped up a little more slowly and put more miles. But if I had put more miles on my body, would I have gotten hurt before I got to the start line? Right. So I don't, I don't think I would do this again. Yeah. That I would like just decide to run a marathon in eight weeks, coming from no base. Yeah, I shouldn't say no base, right? Like I've been running regularly right. for years, but. Not not from a super strong base. But I also, because I was so hurt in my first marathon cycle constantly with all sorts of issues. Um, my second marathon cycle, I was like, well, I'm going to do a longer training cycle to ramp up more slowly. I don't think I would do that. Sure. I think I would go like somewhere around 12 weeks, yeah. like maybe like four weeks before, say, or like the, the yeah like the month before say like i'm going to make sure i have a strong base but like really start training for 12 weeks because i didn't i didn't go into the race hating running right which i did for my first one i was like burnt out Ready, and down. hurt and done yeah so i don't think i would do 8 weeks again but i i don't think i would do something that's like you know the longest marathon training plan i can find right i think my next one i would probably what what am I talking about? I'm not doing another marathon.
0: Cut, this is the yourself. problem
1: with running. Um, it's
0: addictive. It's a good addiction though.
1: If I were, I also feel like a friend of mine years ago when I was in grad school ran a marathon and was like, I'm never doing it again. And years later she did another one because she's like, I had to like do a marathon and have an experience where I like wasn't questioning the existence of God right. throughout the whole thing. So I do feel like it would be good to have, like, a super positive experience. Right. I don't know if that exists. It's such a long race. There's going to be ups and downs always. But I don't know. But I I think I would aim for a training plan sort of somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah. I would wonder if, like, I think you said this was eight weeks. I think you... I think you tracked back at it yesterday and it was really like you decided like halfway through that eighth week that you were the the
1: first week i was really just still training for the half that i did
0: so i think that you know maybe like two or three extra weeks might be good for you but like if someone if you're someone like yourself who does tend to get use usage injuries uh shortening that because i think the usual one is 18 weeks like that's like the typical marathon training cycle so like Uh, shortening that up a little bit by six weeks something like that might not be bad for you but maybe a little bit longer than eight
1: yeah I think I don't know I mean I have just my emotions have been swinging wild this this podcast I feel (laughs) like I learned a lot about myself in this race and I feel like I learned a lot of good lessons that I will take going forward into my running which really is a positive I love the medal I love the finishers gear and like One of my New Year's resolutions was to run a marathon and like COVID derailed everything, but like it did not derail me from running a marathon, which is the thought that I cried about on my 18 mile run. I just like get really emotional when I run and cry a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, well now that you have, you have your medal. Yeah. You got, you put, you wore your finisher shirt yesterday. Yeah. You're wearing the uh, race quarters. It's a nice quarters. Let's talk about some of this gear. Uh, let's start off with the metal uh, now that you've you you took a look at you took a look at mine mm-hmm. and whatever we looked at it quite a bit last week but now that you've got to wear it and uh, got to examine it for your your own what do you what do you think of it what what were your thoughts about that medal?
1: yeah I mean it's the coolest metal yeah. on my rack like hands down it's front
0: and center for both of ours I right
1: mean now. as I look I love I, I have we have like a separate Disney medal rack just for my Disney medals and like those are actually my favorite because those all have like such fun memories of vacations and stuff but in terms of like the metal itself this is hands down the coolest thing and like I admittedly am not a big history buff so last night I came home and I showered and Kyle was like do you want to hang out and I was like I'm getting in bed like there's no way I'm going to be upright right now so I laid down in bed and you sat in the chair in our bedroom and, like, told me all about the battle at Iwo Jima in World War II. Yep. I asked. Yep. It was not you it wasn't just, just like, spouting. was just,
0: come sit, let me tell you a tale.
1: But, like, I don't know. The Iwo Jima memorial I always find very moving. I guess it's the Marine Corps War Memorial. But yep. I always find it very moving to begin with. Like, the way the men's faces are carved. Like, it's just a really, like, emotional memorial.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, finishing at the base of that, you know, in the shadow of these men who overcame such odds and like you putting a medal around my neck with like sand from the place where they did it was like super super cool like i said today like it's a piece of history and it's so so cool um so i just i absolutely adore the medal
0: yeah absolutely uh how about the race quarter zip that you're wearing right now
1: the Uh, race quarter zip I feel like race shirts can sometimes like not be the best, right? Um, but this is actually it's like a really nice weight.
0: It's excellent.
1: Right? And it's really comfy, and it has this sort of like vaguely camo-ish gray pattern on yeah, the arms.
0: Yeah, kind of like the like diamondy triangle. It has the
1: Marine Corps flag. Uh, I like it a lot.
0: Nice, nice material. Well fitting.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this. Like, Marine Corps has a history of like not great shirts.
0: Sometimes they're it's hit or miss. Our our year when we we ran it. In 2017, you didn't
1: like our year.
0: I didn't like our year. It's grown on me. It's, I like it. It's like this. It's like a highlighter high, peach. Highlighter peach. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mock turtleneck. Uh, but I, I didn't. But
1: it is a it technical shirt. shirt. But it's a
0: technical shirt. It's they very used to warm. do.
1: They used to do like turtleneck turtlenecks. Yeah. But then like since I've started running, the first year I did the 10k, they just started doing like wow. tech shirts. And then the year we did the 10k, but we didn't get the expo in time cuz I was so hungover. <laughs> um we got True. the we got the marathon shirt that year, and it was that one with like the picture was, of the start was line.
0: A, yeah, the picture of the start line the year before was like so people's, ugly. People's faces like like on, on your stomach and stuff like that. It's so weird. So Ag- ugly. Again, a really nice shirt. That's that one's lined with Fleece, and it's like my go-to warm, like, like cold. If, if I'm going for a run on like a ten-degree day, I'm wearing that shirt. It's really warm.
1: I think I got rid of mine.
0: I, it is a ghastly shirt. It goes underneath the quarter zip. I don't. It's wear it. so ugly. But, uh, but this is a really. This is breaking with tradition because it is not a mock neck. It's a
1: quarter zip. I love a
0: quarter zip. But God, yeah, I love a quarter zip. I think these look super, super slick. And they feel feel really, really nice.
1: Yeah, some research can be kind of like plasticky. But this is like, like, if this were at the expo, I would have bought it. It's like a high quality shirt. Exactly. I love it.
0: And the finisher shirt.
1: Finisher shirts are slick. I was not real keen on them because the front is kind of plain.
0: The front is very plain. But the back back is
1: like, Pretty flashy looking. It has like the, you know, mission accomplished.
0: Front just has the, the like a little, in a little diamond, it just says, yeah. But 26.2. 45th. 45th Marine CM, Comer, yeah. MCM, yeah. And then on the back, it has the yeah. 26.2 finisher.
1: So we both have our finisher shirts. That's our Christmas card this year. We keep yep. joking.
0: Yep. Uh, but it's a, uh, I mean, really high quality gear I th- I brooks
1: does their gear brooks,
0: brooks stuff you got the hoodie too you got I did you get the get, hoodie what, how, how much do you love it's
1: so soft kyle got the hoodie three years ago
0: i love that
1: hoodie. so yeah we have we have so many matching we, I mean, clothes just, doing yeah, all the races together all, I, I, uh, all the time. I like him really high on brooks we both run in brooks and yep. i love all their gear but i have a blister that has a blister on it yeah i didn't know you could get like two story yeah, blisters
0: you have like the <laughs> It, it, it looks like um,
1: it's it's hideous.
0: It's like if Mount Kilimanjaro, like, had on like halfway up, just kind of went in and just like like I'm thinking of one of those volcanoes that like is like really slowly built up, and then like this is a ring. It's, it's just it's just a, yeah. a mound on top of a mound. It's,
1: it's terrible. And I got this from two runs, two long runs in a row. Now I've gotten this from my glycerins, which I'm less keen on. What but still what, love Brooks? What addition
0: do you have of the glycerins?
1: Uh, I think they're the 18.
0: I think I have the 18 too. Yeah. And th- those are the ones that gave me blisters on my 20 mile run. Yeah. So I wonder if the toe box is smaller on those.
1: I, so I, I got the blister on my 18 mile run and the week after was like trying to sort of baby it. My favorite Brooks are actually, I can't remember the name of them now, my tie dye ones mm-hmm. um, that are like light and fast. What are the shoes yep. I like to run in? Adrenaline? But, mm, maybe. Uh, they're like light and fast, which are the shoes I like to run in, but my knees cannot handle it right. for long distances. Right. But I have the ghosts in the plaid, which I like yeah. don't really like. They like hurt the outsides of my feet when I run in them, but they have a big toe box. Yeah. So they were good for healing the blister. Yeah. But I'm a, part of me is eager to like get out there and do some like recovery runs and like keep running. Yep. But I don't think I'm putting on shoes gotta, for a while.
0: Gotta let those heal up for sure. Yeah. Uh, seen any other thoughts that you have about this race when are you gonna when are you gonna do another one uh, uh do you, what what's what's the we're we're joking but like you're you've already kind of said you've said that like i don't want to do one you've said when i do my next one like how after an experience like this where it's an emotional ringer of uh of a run you know how long do you take before you really start to think about doing another marathon? Seriously, Do is that something that you're going to turn over in six months, a year, or whatever? Like, you're scheduled to run one in April right now. We'll see if that race yeah. even happens. The I don't think the Boston race is going to happen. Right.
1: Um. I don't know. I After the Marine Corps in 2017, I was like, never again. And then by... Spring? it spring? When, when, Outer Banks was fall of 2019. Yeah. So it took two years. Um. You know, part of me feels eager to, like, could I have, like, actually PR'd on, like, a real race clock if I hadn't had to, like, stop at stoplights and, like, right. get a ride for half the course? Not half the course, but, like, you like know, if, mile, like, what could I do in a real race condition. Like, right. that's obviously in the back of my mind. Sure. But I... I don't think my marathon in April is going to happen. Right. And if it does, and we feel safe to, you know, travel up there and do it, I think I will probably switch to the half. Sure. I don't
0: feel... Not there yet.
1: Today, I don't feel ready. But I... I almost certainly will do another one at some point, right? Like, I was saying, even yesterday driving home, I was like, well, if we want to, like, make a vacation out of it and, like, make it, like, a thing. Like, but I just, I can't really see myself doing it much faster. And, like, it's a long time to, like, be on your feet and put your body through it. But at the same time, like, I feel, like, 80% recovered today like i feel largely fine so like it's not like it takes me out of commission today when i was sitting there i went and i like inputted my time and got my finisher certificate and was like really excited and i pulled up my running spreadsheet and it's just blank right until mid-january when my training for the uh, marathon in april is supposed to start but that's like i said i don't think that's happening um so i feel i think i have a half marathon pr in me and my plan for this year was to run a marathon in April to sort of close the book on the marathon training cycles I had but couldn't finish last fall. Right. Which I do feel like I've done. I've proven to myself I can do it again. And it, you know, after training twice and never kind of having that finish, right. I got the finish. So that feels good. Um, but my plan was to try to PR a half in the fall. So I'm really eager to like start doing some speed work and like go to a track again. It's not something I've ever really done a lot of, but it like appeals right now. So I think I'm gonna try to get fast, get faster.
0: Nice. Do you feel, you say you feel like you closed the book on like being able to being able to run a marathon. Uh, but earlier you were talking a little bit about like your friend who wanted the positive race experience. Do you feel like you're still searching that for that?
1: Um, no. I mean, my our first marathon was, like, super hot and, like, yeah. kind of a disaster. I sh- I shouldn't say it was a disaster. Like, we both finished and, yep. like, felt okay at the end. And, like, I don't know. I am, like, you know, a mere mortal. I'm not going to have a marathon like these elites. It's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, but I, I feel like our first one was, like like, I felt really proud for covering that distance because I didn't know if I could so I felt like that was like generally a positive experience I think I do think at some point I will want to do another one but I uh I don't know when that will be I think it will take like the right race too like whether it's like you know the Marine Corps 50th like our hometown marathon you keep saying or if it's like You know something else that's like really really cool like i feel like i would want to do a marathon like more for the experience i'm going to get the marathon than necessarily the time because i just truthfully do not think i have a faster marathon in me and maybe like people qualify for boston in their 50s and 60s right like who knows but both times i've run i'm like i have like trained and laid it all out there and like I have no, maybe that's what it is. I have no interest in like pushing my pain threshold for six hours. I can do it for two, right? Like fine. But it's a long time to be like, I got to go. I got to go. Like I feel like my marathon, if I do a marathon in the future, it will be like a leisurely thing to like see the sights and enjoy myself. Sure. It's insane to run 26 miles to enjoy yourself.
0: That's a leisurely thing. <laughs> you know, it's a leisurely 26.2 miles. Uh, but you did it.
1: I did it. I do feel... This has honestly been really helpful to, like, talk about everything um, and talk through it. I do feel good about it. It's not my worst race, I don't think. No. Um, though... My worst race was also on Halloween. Yeah. Halloween races are going to be an absolute no-go for me
0: (laughs) going forward.
1: Um, But yeah, I do feel... I mean, it was just an emotional experience with a lot... The book I was listening to at the beginning was called Life is a Marathon. And it was like... Life is like a marathon because it's long. But a marathon is also like life in that like it's a condensed... like Lots of highs, lots of lows. uh, And that's kind of how I feel. It was a... It was a... It was a slog. It was a time, right? Like it was. Right. It, there were a lot of highs and there were a lot of lows.
0: There you go. How's your drink?
1: It's good. I need more water still. Yeah, no, you,
0: <laughs> the the glass sits in front of you, ready to be ready to be consumed. I know. Uh, what are you gonna do next? Do you know yet?
1: Well, I'm gonna take this week off.
0: Yep, I mean, I ran, I ran five miles this week. One for one walk, so.
1: I would, I would actually like to run, but I need to let this blister heal. I yes. don't think putting sneakers on with this is a great idea. No. It's like the entire height of my toenail.
0: It's a giant, yeah. giant blister.
1: Um, I don't know. I need to figure out, like, what does maintenance running look like right. for me? Because I have, like, we have a turkey trot, but other than that, I have nothing. Right. Which I'm okay with. I kept feeling like I want to, like, fill my running calendar. And now I feel like I'm okay to just, like, take a step back and run when I feel like it. And
0: Got to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to have more cider. Have more yeah. drinks. I we call get... the last of those Hoppin' Toads. Go for it. I'll, I'll have the, the orange ones that you don't like that I, uh, I really do. Uh, you have to keep running because we have to keep recording this podcast.
1: Well, really, all I have to do is keep drinking. That's
0: true. I would be happy to talk about my running for... 45 minutes to an hour, uh, once a week. Um, but, uh, where, well, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm
1: definitely going to keep running. Yes. I don't want to give any impression that like my first marathon, I, f- during training, I was like, when this race is over, I'm never running a single step. I don't feel yeah, you that were ready way ready to go, just
0: go straight soul cycle. Yeah. Like all the time. After yeah.
1: That. I don't feel that way this time. Like I'm super eager to run. I just don't know. Like, does every run need to be like an existential crisis In for me, service right? Of something, yeah. yeah.
0: It just can just be for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Where can the people find us?
1: We are on Instagram at Running On tap.
0: Yeah, we. You can log on and watch our our memories, mem- moments, whatever. What I what save they call? them to the highlights. Highlights. That's it. All of our race of, things. Uh, of us running. <laughs> you can up. see the
1: dichotomy. Kyle's yeah. like, "Oh, mile twenty, feeling great," and I'm like. Mile three, please help me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you you put on a, a happy face for the for the content, uh, but you can go on there and you can watch us and our stories uh, from the races and mm-hmm. see a little bit how how we did. Uh, so yeah, Instagram at running on tap. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. We're hosted by Anchor, and uh, we thank you very much for listening. We will figure out something to talk about next yeah. uh recovery running i don't know we'll have to we will figure out what to do this will be the first time in, since like may that neither yeah. of us have been like running in service of something uh so we'll find something soon because we are goal oriented people yes. and um are still stuck in this pandemic where we need to uh orient our, orient ourselves towards something but thank you so much for listening And we'll talk to you guys next week.